Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Two goals, 15 assists, 17 points in a five-game series on one leg. He was pretty good last year. Throw it all out the window. The Battle of Alberta tomorrow night. One of three regular season matchups between the Oilers and the Flames. Uh, both have a chance to have a pretty good season. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. It's 1234 at Edmonton. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. And a special shout-out at this time to Brendan Connolly uh, for hooking us up last night uh, for a a charity event uh, with Santa's Anonymous and 630 Chad. Thank you very much, Brendan. It was wonderful. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we go to one of the most plugged-in men in the business, maybe the best guy ever out of uh, the University of Western Ontario. We welcome back to the show Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, brought to you by Abe's Door Service. Whether services are specialty, visit abesdoor.ca. Clark Singer and uh, Elliot Friedman, my two favorite guys from Western. How are you, Elliot? I'm good, Bob. I hope that Leon Dreisaitl was well compensated for reading that intro to your show. I, well, I, you know what? I wasn't me that paid him. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Now, you did an interview with Elliot or, or uh, yep. with, uh, with Leon that you guys ran the other night, and he had some pretty mm-hmm. interesting comments. He's a pretty thoughtful guy, isn't he? Well, the first thing I have to say, Bob, is that uh, so that was in Paris at the NHL European Media Tour at the end of August. And, you know, people in Edmonton should know, Dreisaitl deserves a lot of credit because he was actually in North America at the time. Uh, and I, I don't remember if he was in Edmonton or Toronto. He might have actually been Edmonton, Toronto, but he flew back for a couple of days to Paris just to do that, uh, to do that tour event. Because that's a lot of the NHL's European media that's there. And it's obviously a big deal that they get to talk to Dreisaitl. So he was in North America and he flew back and agreed to, t- to do it. And so, you know, and the other thing, too, is we did a podcast with him and then we taped that interview. So we asked him for, a, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of his time. And he was so good that we a lot of the information we did in that interview was not on the podcast. And, you know, Bob, when you're asking someone a for that much time, you, you know that it's a lot. But B, to be able to get two completely separate pieces out of it, it's very rare. And, and he was fantastic. But yes, he had a lot of good things to say. Um, he, um, you, you know, the, the stuff about Connor being more selfish I thought was good. I, I like the line about it's expected I be named the best passer in the league. I think sometimes people who watch hockey would like to see the players be a bit a little bit more boastful instead of modest all the time but uh you know i, I think he's a great talker I, I really do he's got a lot of interesting things to say so when you said connor being more self you, you're saying connor needs to be more selfish and not yeah yeah and, and not share the puck as much and that also coincided with his belief in that interview right that he thought connor could go get 60 goals and he's on pace for he's on pace for 246 as we speak. Yes. Yeah. yeah you know what? I, I I think too. Like Crosby was the same way, Bob. You know, Crosby was a guy who was always passer, and people told him you've got to score 50. And one of the reasons is it's going to make you harder to defend. And obviously, he went and he did it. 
We're joined right now by Elliot Friedman. So what did you think of the game the other night, the Oilers and the Canucks? Because I know you guys worked. Well, first of all, it was a great game. It was it was really entertaining, and I enjoyed watching Calgary last night too, which means I'm, I'm wired for the Battle of Alberta for tomorrow night. And allow me to complain again that we don't have enough of these this season. Uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good game. I thought it was really entertaining. I mean, once again, your, your power play, yes, they missed a call against Vancouver, but it's just a reminder that if you're up against the Oilers, you can't give them power plays. You cannot give you guys power plays. I mean, what, you, they, you scored your first two power play goals in, in 25 seconds, right? So... And the second one was just obscenely ridiculous. Yes, it was. So it's it's just a reminder that when you guys are down, if people give you power plays, you're going to get back into games. And the other thing I thought that was really big in that game, uh, Bob, was that, hey, after, when Vancouver makes it 3 nothing, that's in danger of being a blowout. And number one, you guys got going. But number two, it was like the old Grand Fuhr days. Yep. You know, uh, Campbell didn't give up another one. And... My my real belief in Campbell is this. He doesn't have to be Vasilevsky. He doesn't have to be Shesterkin. He just has to be good enough. And I really thought on, on Wednesday he was good enough, and that's not an insignificant thing in Edmonton. Yeah, well, I mean, he. let's face it. You're asking a guy to give you a puncher's chance. That's that's what you're asking out of your goaltender, yeah. right? And that's what Grant yeah. Fuhrer always did, and that's what Campbell yeah. did the other night. Uh, the power play, and I know Thomas Strantz referenced this. You know, it really, like, when you factor in teams having better than 25% three years in a row, it's only been done four other times in NHL history, and all those four times happened before 2000. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the advancement uh, on, on two fronts. Number one, like I love the Montreal Canadiens of the late 1970s. They were my team. I mean, that team had 10 Hall of Famers on them. They had some incredible players. They were one of the teams that had three straight years north of 25%. The Islanders were yep. a great team early 80s. Again, they were another one of the teams. The Oilers did it five years in a row from 81 to 86. That's the greatest collection of cavalcade of stars. Not bad. Not bad, right? And then the bad. Flames yeah. in the late 80s. And they had a pretty good team during those years. Yeah, they did. Right? And But you're talking about small goalies and no video. And now everybody can prepare. There's best of practices around the league, and the goaltenders average six foot three. It's just simply way tougher to score today than it was back then. The only advantage today, as opposed to back then, was ozone face-offs to start the power play. That's that is a big one. Like you look at how quickly Edmonton scored the two goals. They both came off of face-off wins. So, yep. uh, and I, and Elliot, like to me, it's almost like I'm not. It is almost Connor and Leon are one-two in scoring, and they're one-two in playoff scoring the last four years. It's scary what they've done on the power play the last three years. Oh yeah, and that's and that's exactly it. That's why you have to be so smart. Like even Calgary last night, it was five one in the in the third period. Colorado scored four times on the power play the night before against Chicago, and they kind of made it a little nerve wracking a minute because they they got into penalty trouble and Colorado got back. And you know that that's the thing. Like I guarantee you, every coach that's going to play the Oilers the next little while is going to be saying, hey, look what happened to Vancouver here. They were, and Vancouver 5-on-5, you guys were getting nothing. Like, they were completely shutting you down, and they got, they lost their minds for a minute, and yes, again, there was a call missed, but there were still 35 minutes remaining, or 30 minutes remaining in that game. You can't, they were up 3-1, they had plenty of time, 
uh, to settle it down, and they just couldn't. And it's a reminder. You guys feed off your power play, and if you get chances, you're going to clobber people. We're joined right now by Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service. Elliot, let's get to some of the discussion points on 32 Thoughts of late, and one of which involved John Klingberg. Uh, and the owners, yep. the owners, as you know, had a scout in to see Klingberg play a couple nights ago. Um, what, what do you? And I guess maybe you can educate our listeners. Maybe if they didn't hear your podcast, what exactly? And why would you not hear the podcast? What is wrong with you? Okay, these how can they listen to the podcast, Elliot? <laughs> well, I just put out the link to the latest one that came out today. There's a 32 thoughts page on uh, Sportsnet.ca, which links to your preferred platform because I know. People choose different platforms that they listen to. Um, look, like my, my like somebody was making a joke with me, and I, I think I actually referenced it somewhere. I'm trading everybody to Edmonton this year. I think if you've watched any of our games this season, I've said a couple of times that I think the other team that starts the year will not be the same as the other team that finishes the year, simply because I think you guys are going to be pretty good, and I think you're going to go for it. And so, you know, one of the names I kind of talked about was – and. The Taves one I just kind of threw out there is I think that he could be a perfect fit for Edmonton. But the Klingberg thing I think is a little bit different. Um, you know, I, I think I'd report I'd reported earlier in the summer that when Klingberg signed with Anaheim, you guys were in it. And there was interest and he was interested in you. And I think you guys had something going with Montreal where you would have opened where he would have signed there and then got traded to you guys to make the cap work and what would have had to happen. At the end of the day, I think it was too complicated. And I think Edmonton didn't want to do what Montreal was asking. So Klingberg ended up in Anaheim. But I don't think that avenue is closed. And, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see where the Ducks go. We'll see where the Oilers go. But it wouldn't shock me a ton if sometime down the road the Oilers revisit the possibility of that. And obviously by the fact that he talked uh, to Edmonton in depth in the offseason, it's not something that is completely against his thinking too. Well, uh, a reminder, the Montreal Canadiens still don't really have a legitimate right-shot power play quarterback right? I think Weidman's doing it right now. I mean, that guy was, you know, not in the NHL a year ago. So they at some point are going to be looking for maybe by, say, July, middle of July of 2023. Time will tell in that regard. Um, We'll have to wait and see. Elliot Freeman joining us right now. Elliot, we we just had somebody say the owners should trade uh, Evan Bouchard and one of Fogle or Pugliarvi to Arizona for Jacob Chikrin. I, I, I got to tell you, we, we must, like, we have a lot of really knowledgeable fans, but we must have a lot of people that watch the Arizona Coyotes play a lot more than I do. Like, I've seen Chikrin play probably 20 games in person in his career. I'm not mm-hmm. as bullish on him as others. Uh, he's had a little bit of injury issue. There's no question he wants out. We saw Bill Armstrong, as you know, um, in Abbotsford a week ago Wednesday. I mean, he's going to get moved. It's a matter of if and when. I just don't see Edmonton as being a fit. What about you? I would be surprised, uh, but the other thing too is I think you know I'd be wary about moving a guy like Bouchard. I, I really would. I know that he's still growing and he's he's not there yet, but he's they're not he's trading. a really talented they're not guy. Yeah, I, they're not trading. Bouchard. Yeah, I I don't really see that. I I, I think he's gonna you know like I I think he's got plenty of great future ahead of him, and he's your guy. You invest in him. You know, the Chikrin thing, you know, I don't know. Like, he's not skating yet. 
um, with the team. He is skating, but not with the team. I think it's more 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 likely than not that he he gets out there and has to play a bit or practice a bit before any of this goes anywhere. Um, is there anybody that you've watched over the first three nights of action here and you're watching, you're not sure how it's going to end and it could end up terribly, it could be going through a miserable season, but that might be highly entertaining too. Is there a team like that in the, like, I'm looking at the Flyers. Well, John. Bob, un, un, unlike you, I don't like, you know, people to go through misery, so I don't think it's really fun by the way did you watch the flyer stuff on their 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 four part or their four part series on during the preseason the standard or whatever they call it it's really good like if if any of the fans want something interesting to watch and they're not that long that four part which is basically we called it the john tortorella show it's it's really good um you know i i gotta tell you i think the rangers look incredible I can't believe how good they look. Um, you know, I'll tell you this, uh, Bob. One team I watched, I'm really curious about, and they don't get a lot of attention, is New Jersey. I, I think there is. I think they get too much I think attention. Uh, well, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of expectation on them, and yes. I'll confess, I didn't watch there, a ton of their game last night. I was I was watching Toronto, I was watching Calgary, I was watching Ottawa, Buffalo. So I didn't watch a ton of Jersey, but I saw the result and they play again, uh, and then they got another game upcoming. Like I, uh, I think there's a lot of expectation there, and I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Well, it's interesting how many like there's a lot of guys that oh Jack uh, Jack Hughes can get a hundred points, and I'm kind of like like getting eighty points is hard to do. And yeah, he had north of a point per game, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He was mm-hmm. less, you know, he was less than half a point per game a couple of years. It's a difficult transition. Don't get me wrong. We watched Joe Thornton do nothing in his first NHL season. He ended up being a, yep. you know, a hundred plus point score a couple of times in his career. But he was six foot four and two hundred and twenty pounds. I'm with you. I'm going to be intrigued to see how uh, New Jersey uh, falls out as well. Montreal Canadiens and the Maple Leafs, and I know Toronto bounced yep. back with a victory. And I. I gotta tell you, we have Al May on the show once every two weeks. I don't know how good. Washington yeah, good man, good guy, right? Uh, Al 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 May is a is a great guy. I, I like talking with Alan. Um, straight shooter. Look, uh, that's what I like about yes, him. Yes, he's very straight shooter. Very straight. Look, tough start for them. Um, you know, they're 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 missing some really important players. Uh, Wilson, very important player. Backstrom. I mean, we don't even know if he's ever going to play again. Um, you know, I, I mean, I I look at I look at Washington as I I thought on Wednesday they were totally overwhelmed by Boston, and Boston looked really good, and I just thought last night, you know, I thought Toronto was better last night. I don't think Toronto was very good against Montreal, but I thought they were better last night, and uh, I I think the Washington is a little bit of a team in transition. And they've got to hope that, you know, the Connor McMichaels of the world start making a little bit more of an impact. But, you know, there's some people I know who think Washington will miss the playoffs. Yep. And it's too soon for that for me. But you can really see that they're a team in transition. You know, we talked a bit about Hughes. And you know I like Kirby Dock from that draft year. And it went sideways yep. in Chicago. And he all, I was I was not surprised he got traded. I was surprised by how little Chicago got, which showed me that they were willing to move him. Uh, and Kirby, uh, you know, was part of the Canadians' victory. Um, 
I, I have a name for you, and I'll just file this one away for future considerations. Kirby has a cousin okay. that is a Bantam draft eligible, that is a six foot three, hundred and ninety-five pound right shot defenseman at fourteen. His name is Keaton. Wow. His name is Keaton Verhoff. He's only What are they feeding that kid? He's only played defense for three years. And one of those years hmm. he lost due to the uh, pandemic. So he is with yep. he's with Jerome Ginla right now with Rink in uh, Kelowna. And I've had okay. a couple, I've had probably three WHL scouts say, this guy's going to be really good. So just a name for down the road. He, and yeah, I mean, when you when, when you got a 14-year-old kid that's six foot three and 195, you know, I, I got up to about 195 at 16. The problem is I couldn't get below 245 <laughs> in my mid to late 30s. So. Why, do, why do you think I'm out for a walk while I'm doing this, Bob? It's, you know, if I could host a show while I was out for a walk, that'd be a good thing. Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, what are you watching this weekend? Well, obviously, I'm really excited for your game tomorrow night. I, I really am. Uh, like I said, I, I'm disappointed that we're only getting three of them this year. Uh, I think tomorrow night's going to be a spectacular night uh, between the Oilers and the Flames, and I'm very excited for it. I'm in Vancouver, Philadelphia tomorrow afternoon. That's a big one. Uh, you know, Ottawa, I thought, played really well last night. Craig Anderson beat them, and, you know, they're playing Toronto tomorrow. I have to say, Bob, it's been a good start. Like, really, really entertaining games. Rangers-Winnipeg tonight. The Winnipeg's opener. The Rangers look fantastic. I, I think we've been really fortunate with the start of the season, and I, I hope the momentum continues. Awesome stuff, Elliot. I'm watching Alabama and Tennessee tomorrow at 1.30, but I need Bryce Young starting a quarterback or two. Actually, I think, I, think it's, I think it's 12.30 your time, is it not? Uh, well, usually it's 1.30 for the CBS kickoffs, but I could be uh, wrong. Okay, maybe, I'm often wrong in this show, Elliot. So, are, you, are you an Alabama guy? Oh, yeah. Like, did you become an Alabama fan in 2009? Like, is like I bet oh, yeah. you did. Yep. Yeah. We were in uh, San Jose when I watched the uh, SEC championship game in Alabama beat Tebow in Florida. You are the biggest front runner alive. Well, I got to tell you, I'm a, I'm a Tennessee guy, and I've had a lot of lean years, and I don't bet against Saban. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, this now. might, the, 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 you know, and actually we were in Tennessee when Phil Fulmer got fired a number of years ago. Oh, yeah? Because he wow. led him to that national championship with T. Martin at yep. quarterback. T. Martin, yep. And, uh, of course, they had the, the legendary Johnny Majors there as well, who played there and later coached there. He'd won a national championship with Dorset and Pittsburgh. When you were, That's when I became a Tennessee fan, when Johnny Majors was coaching. There you go. Awesome stuff. Elliot, as yeah. always, we appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care, Bob. Enjoy the weekend. You bet. And that is Elliot Friedman. He joined us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline for Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoorservice.ca. The best fans in the game need the best content. Go live and behind the scenes with Oilers Plus and access live practice coverage, pre- and post-game shows, behind-the-scenes original series, and much more. Sup- uh, subscribe now at oilersplus.com using the promo code and this promo code is all caps Oilers now for a three-day free trial. We'll take a quick time out. I'm going to squeeze in some text when we return on Oilers now. Have 
a short-handed breakaway. Zach Hyman for the lead. Shoots and scores. Edmonton four. Calgary three. With Kane. Centers Kane for the hat trick. He scores. Evander Kane. A natural hat trick in the second period. And Edmonton running Calgary right out of the building. series on a Thursday night. Brendan put that together for us on the Friday, drove in, got back, did the show. It's a special moment, and there's going to be more battles of Alberta in the future, no question about it. If you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, you can join Oilers now in Vegas this January to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights and all of the famous Vegas attractions. This new West Travel Hockey Package includes airfare, three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip. Game tickets will do a welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers now, Hockey Vegas Package, call New West Travel. You can visit them at newwesttravel.com. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott, Brendan Escott, bringing you Oilers now. I'm live at Rogers Place. We will head off to... A global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and come back with the general manager of the Calgary Flames, Brad Treliving.